Can you imagine being there? Just put yourself there for a moment, seeing the mother and her child, the magi and the gifts, on the day set apart from the rest, with a gift set apart from the rest, the gift of frankincense. Because we'll learn this weekend together that it wasn't just a gift, but it was a prophecy. It was a promise, that silent night. It wasn't about the presence, but it was about his presence. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus came in such commonplace, born unto Mary, in a manger, making a, a, a cow's feeder his cradle. Yet Jesus' coming to earth was anything but common. We see in Matthew 2, verses 1 and 2, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? They came looking for a king. We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. Some families have gender reveal parties. Jesus had a star that rose in anticipation. Born a king, heralded by a star, worshiped by wise, wealthy, wandering men on a day set apart from the rest. Clearly, Jesus came with an uncommon purpose to live a perfect life, to take our place, to take our punishment, to rescue us from our imperfection. And although we know the story well, right? There was no room in the inn. How is it possible that so little has changed? Is there room in your life? Is there room in your heart? Is there room for him in your schedule today? Or has Jesus been crowded out by the season and left out in the cold once again? Has Christmas become just another day like the rest? It's my deepest desire, my prayer that this weekend, after our time together, that would not be the case. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. We're so grateful for the opportunity to serve you, the opportunity to come into your presence, God, and to hear what you have for us. I just pray that our outlook on Christmas, our outlook on you would never be the same. Holy Spirit, would you please not let us feel like we know everything about Christmas and about why you came and how you came, but we would open ourselves up, humble ourselves to experience a level of intimacy that maybe we never have before. We love you. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, no matter where you're joining us from, whether you're live at a campus or, or you're online, we are so glad that you're here. Can I say Merry Christmas week to all of you? We're so excited that you're here. It's amazing. Now, again, let me highlight, husbands, Merry Christmas week. Time is running out. All right. Quick reminder, uh, to, I want to encourage you next weekend, check out our family Christmas special online. There will be no in-person services. Now listen, I love this house. I love coming to church. I love worshiping to all of our campuses. But can I just tell you, this is intentional. We want to ask everyone to celebrate the birth of our Savior together as a family, but we also want to empower you to do ministry. Let me challenge you to share this Christmas special together with your friends and family as a part of your holiday tradition this year. 
It, you know what? For some, this might be their only experience encounter with Jesus all year. We could still experience some Christmas miracles in salvation of family, friends, and neighbors. We also have a gift for you our transformational devotional book. Uh, now, it's late. Now, I know some of you guys, when you guys hear it's late, that means, again, potentially your husband ordered the gift the day before and put a picture of it like, oh, it's late. It got held up in shipping. That's not the case. I promise. This book was done uh, about half the year, just ran into some supply chain issues. It's a wild time. But hey, we will have the fir- at least the first two days because we, I know some of you OCD people, um, if you can't start on the first, you're not going to do it at all. You, you can do it. Okay. I believe in you. So we will actually put the first two days of the devotional book online at faithpromise.org slash books. And so I want to encourage you to get on there, start that. It's going to be an amazing time. For our parents at all of our campuses, we have something special for you and your kiddos this weekend. Actually, whenever you pick them up, <coughs> there will be a, uh, sorry, I know you're not allowed to cough in public. <coughs> it was just, just my, my throat was caught. I promise that was it. Um, but uh, hey, we, uh, we had this gift for you and your kids. It's, it's, a, it's a kit to make a cake. Now listen, I felt the anxiety rise from some moms right there that you would make a cake with your kid, all right? Listen, it's for the Lord. You can do it. Now listen, for real, for real. Um, th- this is a special time. What I wanna ask you to do is take some time. Bake this cake, sing happy birthday to Jesus. Read the Christmas story out of Luke. Now, I, look, for real. Because baking a cake, this is, let me tell you something that is from the devil, and that's slime, all right? I just had to cut out some of my daughter's hair because of slime. Yet we sent home a slime kit for Halloween, and at our North Campus, uh, some parents actually got to lead their daughter to Jesus because she asked some questions during putting that together. So parents, take this opportunity to disciple your kids, to love on them. It's my prayer that this will be a family tradition that you pass on to your kids, they pass on to their kids, that we make Jesus the reason for this season. Amen, amen, what an incredible way. This would be an incredible way to celebrate Jesus. And speaking of celebrations, was last weekend not amazing at all of our campuses? Unbelievable, it was so good. I wanna tell you a little story that culminated last weekend. Um, There'll be a picture up on the screen and the taller guy in the picture, his name's Keith, and he's got his hands on a young lady named Cookie. And so uh, about a month ago, now Keith hasn't been coming to Faith Promise for years and years. He's he's been coming about nine months. Now Keith has had his life just radically changed while he's been here. But about a month ago, he started experiencing some knee pain that actually was hindering him walking. And so in the lobby, he actually saw one of our pastors, uh, Pastor Abby Ironman, who's a student pastor at the Pella City campus. Yeah, she's amazing. She's awesome. And, uh, and uh, so and she's, they lay, she laid hands on and they prayed for healing and asked God to move. Well, that week, that knee pain totally went away. It was, it was awesome. And so they, she, Keith found Abby the next Sunday celebrating and telling him, I love her response. She said, hey, Keith, I want to challenge you to pray for someone else to be healed. Pray that God would use you in a mighty way. So Keith is one of our greeters. You know, I love every step of this story. It's, it's like the ministry gets farther and farther from our worship centers, which I, I believe that's how God wants, wants to send us out to do ministry. So Keith is at the door and he's greeting, he's loving on people, he's doing that. 
And then Cookie and her husband, Mike, are leaving. And, and Cookie has had some pain in her legs that's actually forced her to need to use a walker. And so she's using a walker. And then Mike, was like, Mike told her, her husband said, hey, why don't you stay by the door? I'll go get the car and come back. Well, she's having a hard time stabilizing herself. So she asked the guy next to her, hey, could I, could I use you to stabilize myself? That just happened to be Keith. And so Keith feels prompted right there by the Holy Spirit, pray for healing, pray that God would move. So he says, hey, could I pray for healing right now? And she says, right here? Because you guys know sometimes leaving our campuses is like, a, like Mufasa in, in the stampede, right? Sometimes it gets a little crazy. But they lay hands on and pray right there. And throughout the week, she ends up not needing that walker. And she shows up to church the next weekend with just a cane. And last weekend, Cookie and her husband, Mike, celebrating in baptism as they step forward in their walk with God. Unbelievable, unbelievable. So God wants to use you. I'm telling you, there really is. There's a work of God happening across all of our campuses. Pastor Jason Hines at Blunt was leading people to Jesus um, in the parking lot of the campus before services even started last weekend. God is moving. And I'm so proud of you as you step out day by day and do what he's called you to do. So this is our last weekend together. And so let's unwrap the last gift brought to the child to King Jesus. Now, remember, these men brought gifts that they thought were fit for a king. One of the gifts in particular was set apart from the rest because it was so much more than a present. It was a promise. Now, I don't know about you, but I never want the Christmas story to become common to me. See, Jesus coming, the gift that Jesus brought with him was so much more. It wasn't the gift, or sorry, the, the Grinch getting a gift of a larger heart, right? Uh, fun fact, dad cries every year when we watch this because he thinks the Grinch is getting saved every year, all right? Every year. Y'all think y'all get a lot of Jesus here, brother. I got to get it watching the Grinch, all right? I don't know how many times I've been saved watching that joke. So, you know what? It's bigger than that. You know what? It's also bigger than the official Red Rider carbon action 200 shot range air rifle with the, with the compass and the stocks that tells time. Some of y'all got that. Right? It's bigger than that. You know what else is bigger than? Some of, some of y'all gonna get this. You know what else is bigger than? It's bigger than Dobby. Get in the sock. Get in the sock. Yeah, I did it. Full on. This is my sock. Now, Harry Potter may not be a Christmas movie for you, but it's a Christmas movie at my house, okay? And I get the microphone, right? But it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. No, those... Those holy night gifts were so much more. Now, what would you get for a king? Talk about hard to buy for, right? We all have people in our life that are challenging to buy for. Imagine that. But I'll say it's even more than that. See, these presents weren't like gifts that they, they were given to a toddler today, you know, where you just put them on the table and walk off and mingle with your friends. That's not what they did. It was so special. In Matthew 2, verses 11 and 12, we see what happened. It says, on coming to the house, they saw the child and his mother Mary, and it said that they bowed down. They bowed down and they worshiped Jesus, and they opened their treasures, not, not their gifts, but their treasures, and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They, 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 they presented them to him as they would a king, giving him his treasures. Why the fanfare? 
Why so elaborate? Why all of the wonder? Now, maybe they knew, maybe they didn't, but for sure God knew this was about a promise, not a present, not a gift. What promise? Well, before we unwrap all that frankincense is, what I wanna do is I wanna take a moment to get in what I call the Magi mindset. The, ma the, the, the mindset that Jesus' birth was anything but common. See, we're so blessed that sometimes things that are meant to be sacred, they actually become more like stocking stuffers in our lives, don't they? Shoved in at the last minute. Oh crap, but, but before presents, let's, let's read the Christmas story. Let, let's, let's get that knocked out. Maybe looked at for a few minutes and then shoved in a drawer and forgotten for the rest of the time. But on this day, set apart from the rest, with a gift, a promise set apart from the rest, the gift of frankincense is a reminder of a promise. And that's why this present, that, this, that this, this promise that it represents, that's why we do things like the devotional book. It's not just another book for your stockings or for your shelves. This is a blessing to you to grow closer to God. That's why we challenge you to have a personal growth plan and a word for the year and to be in a group. We wanna encourage you to join us for a time of prayer and fasting. We want you to be a part because God wants to use you. These are sacred reminders to put God first. Like the Magi did on that day, set apart from the rest with gifts, set apart from the rest. Like Jesus' birth, frankincense, it just wasn't common. It was set apart from the rest. Actually, frankincense is a resin from the bark of a tree native to Southern Araba. And it's actually, it's considered pure. That's what's special about it is that it's pure. And there's a very specific purpose for this frankincense, biblically, as our, in our relationship with God. In the Old Testament, God gave Moses, the leader of his people, he gave him special instructions how to use frankincense. Now, there's some very powerful things in here. And hey, listen, we encourage you to do the Bible reading plan and something the pastor says I love. He says, if you don't have a plan, then he likes his plan better than your plan, right? And, and the Bible reading plan, sometimes maybe it can feel a little long, a little arduous, but the reason we want you to do it is now that we know Jesus, we find him all throughout the Old Testament. And we find why our relationship should be so special. Moses uh, taught, is, is uh, God is setting up with Moses how, how they're supposed to interface with God. And in chapter 30, verse 34, it says, then the Lord says to Moses, take fragrant spices, gum resin, Monica and galbanum and pure frankincense all in equal amounts and make a fragrant blend of spices, the work of a perfumer. This is specific. I know some of you guys have essential oils at your house, right? And you think you're getting it right. Some of y'all just creating like the perfect nursing home smell. I've smelled it, okay? But either way, this, this is like very specific. This is intentional, all right? He said, is it, it is to be salted, pure and sacred. Now, now get this. He said, grind some of it into a powder and place it in front of the Ark of the Covenant Law in the tents of meetings. That was a really special place, really just reserved for Moses. This is a special spot where I will meet with you and it shall be most holy to you. Get this last part. Do not make any incense with this formula 
for yourselves. Consider it holy to the Lord. But see, whenever this right here came, when this frankincense came, this promise of intimacy came, instead of this, 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 uh, this ritual set up for a whole people, for the first time there was eternal, eternal intimacy offered to a person that Jesus would make a way to be offered to us. Frankincense was not a present, but a promise of intimacy with God, salted, pure, sacred, and holy. Jesus' birth was anything but common. It was preparing the way for me to meet personally with God. It was preparing the way for you to meet intimately and personally with God. If we're not careful, this kind of Christmas focused on intimacy with God, if we're not careful, it won't be our preference because it's about his presence in our life, not about our presence in our life. Let's not let the, the season crowd out the King of Christmas. Don't stuff this sacred moment into your holiday plans only to be forgotten about for the under, other 364 days. It's my deepest desire that you experience this intimacy, this revelation with God that actually propels you into an intimate walk with God for 365 days. That's my deepest desire. That's why this day is set apart from the rest. That's why this gift was set apart from the rest because his presence, in his presence, we get something we couldn't get anywhere else. See, Jesus' birth was a promise of going behind the curtain into the Holy of Holies personally. Not just looking behind it, not just hearing about it, but living behind it. See, you may be wondering what I'm talking about with this curtain. Before there was a separation with the common place where you and I could potentially be, and then there was the Holy of Holies, right? And there's an extra biblical writer uh, at the, who was alive at the time named Josephus. He was a Jewish writer. And he actually writes that that curtain in the temple that separated God's presence from everybody else, it was so thick, you could have two teams of horses pulling in the opposite directions and it wouldn't rip it. But whenever Jesus took his last breath and he sacrificed and exchanged his perfect life for my sinful one, for your sinful one, that curtain historically was ripped from top to bottom so that we could have intimacy with God. Amen, is that not amazing? It's so good, it's so good. This allows us to find a life, a love beyond comprehension, living a life better than we could have ever hoped for. Now, a lot of us, you know what we may think? We may think that our sin, our sin's a problem. When it comes to having a relationship with God, especially when it comes to having intimacy with God, we may feel like our sin is a problem, but can I tell you, because Jesus came and because Jesus stepped into this promise, your sin is no longer a problem. There has been a solution made and Jesus, the only one that can make it, the only one that could pay it, paid it. It mattered enough for him, you mattered enough to him to give his life to pay your debt. You don't have to imagine what it would be like to walk with Jesus intimately. You can experience a relationship with God, not just today, not just on Christmas, but literally every day. 
Listen, listen, maybe you're not sure about church. Maybe you're not sure about these gifts. Maybe you're not sure about God. And I really do, I hope that you're ready to experience the best Christmas gift that you've ever experienced. Think, think about this for a second. A lot of us have been a part of those, um, those secret Santa things. You know, you bring gag gifts, those silly gifts, right? Can you imagine bringing your sin? Can you imagine? I can't imagine bringing my filth, my addictions to pornography, my selfishness, my brokenness, my greed, my, my, my anxiety. I can't imagine bringing that, wrapping up that trash and somebody knowingly handing me treasure of a walk with God in exchange for that. Yet that is what Jesus did when he came. Hey, campus pastors, can I invite you up at all of our campuses to celebrate salvation? and to celebrate the sacrifice that Jesus has made. Now, maybe you're here, or maybe you're online, and you've never received this gift, that exchange of your guilt and your shame and your filth for a relationship with God, but that is what Christmas set into motion. If you've never, you've never made that decision, I've got such great news because of Jesus' sacrifice, your position with God can be permanent. You don't have to work your way, right? Hoping that, oh, maybe I can be good enough today to have a position of intimacy with God. But when we step into a relationship with God, we get to stand on his sacrifice and he made our position permanent in a place of intimacy with God. Some of us, including myself, maybe you feel like you've ran from God and you've ran from God and you've ran from God for days or decades and addiction and divorce and all this stuff. And you think you have to run all that way back to get to him. That's not how it works. In Psalm 139, it says, no matter where you make your bed, you make it in heaven, you make it in Sheol, which is another word for hell. He said, even there, my right hand will guide you. You can run as far as you want that way, trying to get away. But the return trip, it's just a turn. That's what repentance means. One of my favorite verses in Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrated his own love for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Our position with God was distant and separated and, and holy and far. But Jesus came, took everything out of the way and made the way for us to have a relationship with him. So no matter what you've done, no matter, hey, hey, no matter what's been done to you, God wants a relationship with you so bad that he stepped out of heaven. Can you imagine that? Stepped out of heaven into a baby's body knowing that the purpose of that was to be sacrificed. I think, and I wanna be grateful. So I pray and I, I imagine him making that intentional decision to step into that body of a baby, knowing that he would grow a perfect life for 30 years, have his beard ripped out, be lied about, be mocked. And I believe he thought of us and say, I'm gonna stick in here, I'm gonna pay this debt that Zach could never pay. 
And since he did all that, all we have to do is accept the gift. We unwrap this gift by praying a prayer. In Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, if you confess your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he paid that price, you will be saved. And that's exactly what we're gonna do right here, right now, together at Pelsippi and online. Would you join me? Would you just bow your head and close your eyes? Just me and you in the room. And this is an amazing time. I know you feel the Holy Spirit drawing you into a relationship with God and you don't deserve it, but God made a way. And we don't pray alone at Faith Promise. Whether you're on the treadmill, you're sitting in a seat, I want you to join me and pray this prayer out loud. Say, God, thank you for offering this gift. Please forgive me. You can have my old life. I want a new one. You can have my old heart. I want a new one. You gave your life for me. I will give my life to you. I want you to be my savior. I want you to be my first love. Now with head still bowed and eyes still closed, if you made that decision this weekend, if you stepped out in a relationship with God, you prayed that prayer, would you just raise your hand? We just wanna celebrate with you. We wanna be excited with you. Just raise your hand. We just wanna put a little card in your hand. We love you. We're excited about what God's doing. We're so excited to walk with you. Your potential is our passion. Your purpose is our passion. Amen, amen.